and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is your host, Moni. Our special guest today on Testimonies with Moni is Michelle Saunders Gotch. She is the CEO and founder of Altered Stories Ministries, which you can find also on alteredstories.org. And she's a podcast storytelling host of the Altered Stories Show. She's a wife to Mark, mother to her adult daughter, Tawny, Gigi to Bentley Rose, aunt, friend, speaker, ministry, and business leader, and is passionate about helping women to share their God stories to help women overcome their struggles. The call on her life to help women share their inspirational God stories stems from her experience of emotional healing that resulted when sharing her childhood cult survival story with others and seeing how her story affected her and those who heard it. Michelle's professional background includes a successful senior management career in corporate America and working for large Fortune 500 companies in senior management roles. She also has worked for Focus on the Family and Compassion International, high-profile faith-based organizations, and currently does freelance program project and change management consulting work. Michelle is a graduate of Colorado Christian University and received her Bachelor of Science degree in Organizational Management in Project Management in May of 2017. Please welcome my guest, Michelle Saunders Gotch. Well, thank you, Michelle Saunders Gotch, for joining me here on Moments with Moni. And I would love to find out from you what nationality you are because of your name. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Moni. Um, Well, my nationality is I am French-Canadian, and I have primarily that um, in my background. Um, and I do have some English and I do have some uh, American Indian. I've got some Cherokee Indian, um, but primarily uh, I do have French Canadian. And that comes from my mom's side up from Quebec, Canada. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, her family had, of course, family up in France. It's just, I don't know what province specifically uh, that, you know, that part of her family came in to uh, Quebec from. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a background. My husband is, um, his last name, Gutch, and that is actually uh, German. And my husband was adopted. And so uh, I don't know how much German he has. I can tell you I have very little German in me. 
So, but it's the first Michelle Renee is definitely the French Canadian. Okay, yeah, that's what got me confused. I'm German too. My maiden name is Monica Frieda Ramosa. And when I saw your name, I wondered, it kind of confused me where you might be from. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, e it's easy to get confused with a name like mine because it's, there's a lot there. Well, thanks for putting my mind at ease on that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of your programs and I really, really appreciate your gentleness, your appreciation for women, for loving on them. Um, it sounds like God has allowed you to go through some difficult times in life. And with the comfort that we've been given, we can comfort others with that. So you are doing an excellent job, I believe, in using what God has allowed you to go through to help others. And I think that's what we're supposed to be doing. So that's why I was interested in having you come on to Moments with Moni and share your testimony with me. And uh, But first, I'd like to give you another icebreaker here. If you could tell me, um, what is something that makes you smile? Oh, my grandbaby, Bentley yeah. Rose. Oh, my gosh. She, she just does something to my heart. Mm -hmm. She just, oh. She fills my heart with such joy. And uh, she just, there's something there. There's something very special between us. And it's a, it's, I really do believe we have a spiritual connection, a God connection, but she just fills my, my cup. That's so <laughs> and she does. We yes, are blessed. Precious. Mm -hmm. We are, we are. Oh my gosh. We're, I never thought. I would love a, a grandchild like I love her. Yeah. My husband always says that, you know, if I'd have known grandparenting was this great, I'd have done that before being a parent. <laughs> yes. My husband and I, we always fight over who gets to see, you know, Bentley or spend time with her. Or we both, we both really just really love it. It's just precious. Yeah. yeah. And we still love time. our children. Yeah. Yes, we do. We yes, do. We do. Oh, yes. Most yeah. definitely. So would you consider yourself tech savvy? Yes, I I would. I would, oh. Moni. Coming out of the IT world and understanding, you know, doing all types of program management projects, you know, starting out very young in my career before I migrated out of corporate America, I learned a lot about computers and software and I actually held roles where I had to help support people calling in that had problems with their software, with their connections. And I coordinated a lot of computer repairs um, when I worked for companies and then of course got into more of the software engineering piece and all those crazy terms you know, IT has its own terminology, but yeah, I just kind of grew my career in that way and um, know the ins and outs of a lot of different, you know, types of, um, I would say, op cloud operating systems, you know, OS versus iOS, you know, I mean, all, the, all of it, I get some, I, I haven't gotten as versed in the mobile apps as much. I know enough, though, to be dangerous, I would say. <laughs> there. That's good. We need to keep learning. I think it's a yes. good thing. 
good. Yes, I do too. And I really believe God knew that too. And in my, you know, my ministry, Altered Stories ministry, mm -hmm. it's all done remote mm -hmm. primarily. So, you know, it's really important you understand all the technology and everything around that to be successful in an online ministry. So, yes, he equips us with everything we need, doesn't he? He sure does. It's amazing. And I can see you, even though we're recording, I can see you. This is so cool. You're in Coeur d'Alene. I'm in North Kansas City today. So <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. It's a small world now. Yes. So, I heard on one of the programs that I listened to about you that you hadn't committed, really committed your life to Christ until about uh, the 20s, uh, mid-20s, I believe. But how old were you when you first heard about Jesus? And can you paint a picture of your life before meeting him? I believe it was you were very yeah yeah well thank you for asking very great question you know i asked jesus christ to come into my heart when i was five and i was you know in a sunday school class in providence rhode island which is where i was living with my mother when my dad was deployed he was actually in vietnam but you know prior to that you know i was just a little a little one and had, you know, grown up with parents. My mother at that time was uh, a Catholic prior to her conversion uh, to uh, Christianity. Uh, I know a lot of people in today's world say Catholics are Christians and vice versa, but my mother, my mother did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ until she became a born-again Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I was raised, you know, by parents that didn't really go to church or put God on the throne or anything. And so their lifestyle was very different um, than the lifestyle they developed after my mom became a Christian. But I accepted Jesus then. And I remember having a relationship. But, you know, at five, you know, there's only... You know, your your understanding of Jesus and all that is very different um, than as you seek him and grow in your relationship. So, you know, having gone through some of the struggles of being a childhood cult survivor after my mom accepted Jesus and fell into some very unhealthy Christian, um, you know, uh, fellowship and, and uh, cult. Um, and just imbalanced and, you know, far away from, I think, what God really intends for us in, um, in how we live out our faith, that it kind of caused me to, um, I, I would say, steer away from, you know, any kind of Christianity or anything that I could affiliate with the, the, the Christian people that I saw or grew up with after my mom fell into that cult. So I didn't start really coming back. I kind of fell away from the Lord, fell into a backslidden state, really didn't want anything to do with the, him. And it wasn't until after I went through a very hard divorce in my late 20s that I started really, you know, reaching out and talking with God. And then I came into um, what I would consider a fellowship and a, 
a relationship with Jesus Christ that was real, where I actually had a, a deeper connection and, you know, was drawn to the Bible, the Word of God was drawn to uh, getting into church, a church, a, you know, a growth in my fellowship and my connection with Him. That's wonderful. I know that as a young child, I, I accepted the Lord as a young child, and I know many others who have, um, and that childlike faith, even though we go through difficult things in life, I think gives us such a grounding um, to walk through those things. Not that he made us go through those things, but allowed it. And it gives us more of an understanding so that when others come to us with problems and lifestyle issues and things that need help, we have something to share with them. So, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through those things, but I, I know that God does not waste any suffering in our lives and uses you greatly right now. So um, it sounds as if you have found a good church home and maybe some people that surrounded you and the truth, shared the truth with you at that time. Is that, is that what Yes. Happened? Yes, Moni. I mean, the, the God thing about it and what was so, God is so gracious and, you know, as a, he's a gentleman and is, I see things. It's just in my, in my opinion, he knows, you know, each of us and what we are able to deal with. Okay. As a child uh, met the Lord, committed your life when you were older after your divorce so and then got into a good church with people surrounding you with the solid word of god after you came to know him and got into a good solid church can you describe a time maybe that you had difficulty trusting god and how was that resolved yeah you know moni i had a really difficult time with trust that was probably the hardest thing that i had to deal with as a result of being a childhood cult survivor and coming out of some hard things that resulted from that and having gone through you know this journey of being able to trust christians and pastors um and so it took me a while to be able to work through those feelings and i had to actually undergo um, counseling to be able to deal with, you know, what I had encountered and to help me work through those trust issues because I really didn't trust any pastor at all. And it just, it took a long time for me to let my guard down. And so counseling, Christian counseling, um, and just really walking with God through the journey to be able to trust, you know, uh, that believers, other Christian believers really had my back or had good intentions or, you know, were, um, you know, were looking out for me. Um, so I did, that's one example. I mean, I also have many others, but that's one example. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can see them. Just the basis of trust. It's a good thing to be able to get back to that point of being able to trust someone. I know we are to lean on the Lord. 
most of all, and he will always protect us. Are there individuals in your life that have inspired you into a deeper walk with Christ since then, either dead or alive? (laughs) Yes, there's many that God has brought across my path that have really inspired me into a deeper relationship with Jesus or just inspired me um, in particular. So I have a real cool friend. Her, her name is Diane Andrews. And she was, um, you know, a, a Christian woman who really came alongside me and mentored me. And, you know, God used her mm-hmm. uh, to help me. Uh, and then there's another um, couple that I met in Colorado. This Diane I met in Colorado, too. She was, or uh, they were very instrumental, too, in helping me bridge that gap um, in trusting Christians again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're out of Colorado, um, Jim and Melanie Alba. Um, and they kind of came alongside me um, as I was growing in my faith. And I was a single mom at that time. And then also through Bible study teachers and leaders. And, you know, I guess, I would say Beth Moore was very instrumental and too in helping me grow in my, I did a ton of Beth Moore studies. And then uh, I also taught Beth Moore a Bible studies too, through my church and churches. Um, I grew a lot through her too, as well. And, you know, those, those are some uh, CS Lewis, you know, I love his readings and it was just, God just sent, lots of people across my husband. He's been very instrumental in that too. I think I, I could tell you a hundred more. There's just so many others right now in my life. Glad to hear it. So we are ambassadors for Christ in this world. This is not our home. So what it would isn't. you say, what would you say your marching orders are for the kingdom of God right now on your life? You know, my marching orders on the kingdom of God right now in my life is to be obedient and to walk in obedience and to keep Jesus on the throne and to stay in the word of God, stay in fellowship, stay in community um, with other Christians and just really do the things that God's asked me to do, which is to help women share their God stories and to also, um, you know, continue to keep my eyes on Jesus and engage him in my daily walk and in my tasks um, and to really model who Jesus is in, you know, through the light I shine um, and to be a beacon of hope for others. So those things I feel really called to do and, uh, you know, just, be the light, walk in obedience and love on other people too. Um, and just show that on a consistent basis. And that's what, you know, I try, I try to do and have felt called to do, especially right now during this time. So important. It is a very special, important time, isn't it? I'm glad it is. It really comes through your, your programs, Michelle. I really appreciate that about you. Um, do you believe that your view of end time theology affects the way you live your life right now and how? 
Um, you know, I, I guess the end time theology that's out there, there's a lot of different perspectives on, you know, people's interpretation of, of what the book of Revelation says, what Jesus says and the end times um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and in Revelation that's revealed through John. Um, I've always believed that you need to be prepared no matter what. Mm-hmm. You need to be prepared uh, in and out of season, you know, to meet Jesus. I mean, and so I have always lived my life that way. You know, I felt from way back during 9-11 when we had that catastrophe and what occurred, that was a big wake-up call to me and to America and to many um, that, hey, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Right. And so that's when I felt the urgency to really not mess around with my life and my calling and to begin the process of starting to make some changes so that I was reflecting my faith and living my faith out passionately. So I would say, you know, nothing has truly changed for me and except that um, I get warning dreams. I've had some things that, you know, have transpired that um, I believe God is just trying to direct me a little differently in some areas there um, as a result of how I'm praying um, and, you know, maybe topics that I might be discussing uh, in some of the conversations that I'm having with some of my guests. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's giving you, you know, uh, some of my thinking around that. Well, as you can tell, Michelle has been using her life to better the lives of other women who have gone through difficult things in life. God has shown us that with the comfort that we are comforted with from Him, we can use it to comfort others. Thanks so much for listening to Moments with Moni. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share it with a friend and subscribe by sending the phrase subscribe to Moni's Tribe along with your email address to the number 1703-951-3077. That's subscribe to Moni's Tribe along with your email address to the number 1703-951-3077. You'll find this information in the show notes. Thanks for listening.